Season 2, Episode 12, and well, let's see. We made it through the Thanksgiving of 2020. And yes, like everything else this year, it was a little bit different in so many different ways. Well, at least I didn't have faux turkey. Okay, he's too stupid to talk and too ugly to eat. Because it's a great big stupid world On a dirt clod out in space Where it's not nobody knows If Jesus came back today They'd try to book him on the Oprah Winfrey show Because it's a great big stupid world He's given a piece of his mind to so many people, it's a wonder there's a mind left. It's Insane Eric Lane's Stupid World. Oh boy, I don't know about you, but I am stuffed. Oh, that was a, that was a big Thanksgiving meal, I'll tell you that. Anyway, so um, yeah, welcome to my stupid world uh, after the Thanksgiving break is over. Uh, actually recording this on Thanksgiving Day um, because I'm not having to work so I can get a little stuff done ahead of time and you know it's kind of nice to have an extra day to sleep in late <laughs> anyway but um, yeah I um, I'm, I'm, I've just uh, been, been getting in the Christmas spirit we'll probably end up putting the Christmas tree up we got us a new Christmas tree and I suggested that we don't we decorate the Christmas tree, you know, with like uh, sanit with with uh, you know Clorox wipes, some rubber gloves, a few masks, um, maybe some small cans of Lysol. My wife wasn't into that for some reason. Can't imagine why. But in any case, we're uh, preparing now for for the Christmas season. And um, I guess you can prepare your dog for Christmas also. Because by the time Christmas rolls around, I'm sure your dog is probably just as tired of hearing the same 30 or so Christmas songs over and over and over as you are. My wife has already been, uh, you know, playing Christmas music as she's making the Thanksgiving turkey, you know. But I can help. I, look, I can't help you with, with the fact that you're gagging every time you hear Christmas songs, okay. But I, I can help your dog, okay, because this year... Um, dogs has finally got their own Christmas song. No, uh, no dogs barking jingle bells. Okay, that's been done before. Okay, that doesn't count. <laughs> but there's a British pet food company called Tails. They used, of course they had to use, scientific research. Always put scientific research to make your claim to be much more valid. They used, and this is real, dog focus groups. <laughs> they put together a Christmas song that is especially made to appeal just for dogs. And they even recorded it at Abbey Road Studios. Sound familiar? Any Beatles fans? Well, the song is called Raise the Woof. And it uses a reggae beat and sounds of bells and squeaky toys and owner's instructions to elicit a response from dogs. I really hope your dog is into it. Sit. Sit. Oh, good girl. Who's this? Who's this? Would you like to go on? Walkies. Oh, good boy. <laughs> 
know, set that on repeat, okay? <laughs> and have it on repeat, playing it on your, hey Alexa, play that dog song, okay? Yeah, and just have it on repeat in the house while you're at work. That should be, that should be fun. Yeah, your dog will be throwing up by the time you get home. Anyway, you may be throwing up from all the stuff you stuffed in your mouth for Thanksgiving. You know, I mean, Thanksgiving was, was, was uh, you know, I guess uh, good for everybody, I, I hope, anyway. I mean, all bets are off when it comes to eating for the rest of the year. And, I mean, considering the fact we gorged ourselves on Thanksgiving Day, and we've been gorging ourselves pretty much all of 2020 because of the lockdown, there's a new survey now that's out that say that more than half of the people say that they are, quote, writing off the end of the year when it comes to making healthy or even reasonable food choices. I've done that a long time ago. Well, survey also found the <clears throat> seven most amazingly gluttonous things people have done during the holidays in the past. Hmm. Amazingly gluttonous. I never thought of putting those two words together. But <laughs> Well, here, the, here they are. Check them out. We've eaten so much, you've had to unbutton your pants. 45% have done this. Eaten so much than, uh, well, actually eaten more than one of the same meal in a day, like two dinners, two Thanksgiving dinners. 43% have done that. Eaten more than one dessert at any meal. 43% have done that. Eaten more than three meals in, any, in a day. 35% of us have done that. Eaten until we felt sick. Well, 30% of us have done that. Eaten an extra large midnight snack. Yes, 25% of us have done that and have hid holiday foods to save them for later. 12% have actually done that. Okay, so bring it on, folks. I mean, this year has definitely blown on, and our diet has too, if you know what I mean. So, but in any case, so yeah, I um, I did find something though I had to pass on to my family for Thanksgiving. These are the naughty things that people say on Thanksgiving. Think about this for just a minute. The naughty things people say for Thanksgiving. Number one, talk about a huge breast. <laughs> Number two, tying the legs together keeps the moist in. Number three, <laughs> it's cool whip time. Number four, if I don't undo my pants, I'll burst. Number five, that's one terrific spread. Number six, are you ready for seconds? Number seven, you know it's a little dry. Do you still want to eat it? Number eight, just wait your turn. You'll get some. Number nine, which is one of my favorites. Don't play with your meat. Number ten. Just spread the legs open and stuff it in. Number eleven. Remember, these are the uh, naughty things people say on Thanksgiving. Number eleven. Do you think you'll be able to handle all these people at once? <laughs> Number twelve. I didn't expect everyone to come at once. Number 13. You still have a little bit on your chin. 
Number 14. How long will it take after you stick it in? And number 15. Well, you know it's ready when it pops up. Those are the naughty things people are saying at Thanksgiving. And if you thought anything naughty, you've got a dirty mind, you know? mashed potatoes smothered up in gravy a piece of cornbread and some mac and cheese with sweet potatoes covered in marshmallows turkey and stuffing on thanksgiving i'll keep on eating till my belly's bulging gonna feel like i weigh a ton maybe later on i'll make a turkey sandwich and maybe i'll get a little drunk and all weekend I'll eat the leftovers Till the food gets gross and moldy Tupperware in my refrigerator Filled up with food I still want to eat Listen here, I'm gonna pig out Binging like a glutton Pumpkin pie with a squirt of whipped cream Pants are tight, my shirt just popped a button Turkey and stuffing on Thanksgiving. I want to. Turkey and stuffing. I want to. On Thanksgiving. I want to. Turkey and stuffing. I want to. On Thanksgiving. You know, one of the things that folks, um, <laughs> I guess, dread especially around the holidays, maybe around Thanksgiving, possibly around Christmas, is the fact they've got to go back home and they've got to hang around their family. You know, now, my family, we never had that kind of a problem. I mean, it was actually kind of fun to, you know, go and visit relatives and I get to go and play with all my cousins and all that kind of thing. I mean, but but unfortunately, not every family is, uh, you know, like that, I guess. And, and usually... We have to put up with someone's mom, someone's mother-in-law, or someone's grandmother, or something. So, in light of the fact that you know the holidays are here and you have to deal with, um, well, a narcissist. Yes, is your your mother might be a narcissist. Now, I, you uh, you can Google this actually. If you go on on Google and just type in, "Is your mother a narcissist?" you'll bring up this article. It's a pretty recent article from Psychology Today. And it actually describes how you can basically handle a narcissistic mother. Here are five signs that you might have a narcissistic mother. Number one, she views you as an extension of herself. Think about this very carefully. A narcissistic mother views her children first and foremost as an extension and a reflection of herself. If she's afraid, the kids are going to embarrass her and she's going to have to explain it to people. There's a good chance that's a sign of narcissism. Number two, her love is conditional. Now, look, most mothers will say, I will never make my love conditional. 
but a narcissistic mother actually controls her kids through her love. See, her love isn't a gift. It's a weapon. Okay? Now, not to her, but it's actually given as a reward to get the kid to do what she wants. And then it's retracted as punishment when things don't go her way. Okay? Don't doubt me. I've seen it. Number three, she lacks empathy. Now, most mothers are thinking, how could that possibly be? A narcissistic mother doesn't realize she's lacking empathy. But narcissists view things and view others through a very selfish prism. Even though you don't want it, when you say it's selfish, oh no, it's not selfish. Oh, just because you define it differently doesn't make it selfish. Wrong. See, narcissists can only see a situation in regards to how it affects them personally and how it not how it impacts other people. Okay? And I've seen this happen. Okay? I mean, it's like they don't understand your situation, but everybody should understand their situation. Mm, starting to sound a little familiar. Another sign you have a narcissistic mother. She gets furious when things do not go her way. When she has plans made and they don't go according to her plans. Narcissists tend to have pretty volatile emotions. And, and like I said, volatile means that anything can like trigger it to some degree. They'll flood you with love. They'll praise you with gifts as long as you're doing what, you, what, the, what they want. But it'll quickly turn when you step out of line, think independently, and do your own thing and go against her wishes. Yeah, you'll see that suddenly change. And finally, number five, the fifth sign your mother is a narcissist. She cares a lot about what other people think. This kind of goes back to her viewing you as an extension of herself, you see. Narcissism and vanity go almost hand in hand. I've never seen it happen any other way, okay? And if it's a female narcissist, it's even more obvious. They act like they don't care what others think, but in fact, they care a lot. Again, you can Google this, is my mother a narcissist? And it's on psychologytoday.com. The article itself is, um, shall I say, very revealing. Okay, well, let's just say having a narcissistic mother or just living with a narcissist in general could make anybody go medieval. And here's what happens when an idiot takes that concept of going medieval on somebody a little too literally. The guy was outside this restaurant in Emmaus, Pennsylvania. He tells a random woman she was special and that he was just waiting for someone like her in his life. Oh, you are so special. I've been waiting for someone like you. Well, I'm sure she might have thought it a compliment, but her 38-year-old husband didn't. His name is James Gleason Jr. He heard what the guy said and he started chasing the guy when the guy drove off. Then he got out at a red light and pulled out a metal spiked mace and started smashing it into the guy's car. Well, needless to say, he got himself arrested on several charges, including two counts of aggravated assault. But I don't know who asked for it, you know? 
uh, really, I, hmm, anyway. And, um, well, maybe I guess you might say that guy had some, had, that guy had some big brass ones to do that, right? Well, maybe size does matter. Maybe it doesn't. I don't know. Well, let's just rephrase this. What size matters, right? The size of a man's package or the size of a man's bank account? Hmm. Well, according to a very important new study that's out, and of course they always have these new studies, and how they come up studying things like this, I'll never know. But apparently in this study, the smaller the man is in the pants, the more money he makes. Now, do they study this by interviewing people or by comparison? I don't know. But the researchers found that men who are packing more than eight inches um, <clears throat> down there earn an average of $35,700 a year. Well, golly, Sergeant. Yeah, every time you drop an inch, you see, the man's average salary goes up. Until you get to the men who are only three inches, okay, they pull an average of $76,780 a year. So now the guys are running to the bathroom and dropping their drawers and trying to decide how much money they're making. Yeah, that they make twice as much. Guys with three inches make twice as much as the guys with the giant hogs. Of course, the study also found out that the smaller your junk is, the more likely it is that you've been promoted in the past five years. Okay. So, if that's the case, geez, I, I, I must be living like I'm making money in a third world country. I'll let you think about that a minute. Okay. Speaking of things going on down there. There's a, a new product called Lumi. Ever heard of it? Lumi. L-U-M-E. It's pronounced Lumi. Lumi is a deodorant made specifically for things uh, <clears throat> down there. Well, I mean, hey, if it's only three inches and you're making $75,000 a year, you want it to smell good. It's totally safe for those sensitive areas, according to what the commercial says. But if you need convincing, they've got a very funny two-minute commercial that actually shows you how it works. Just take a pea-sized amount and apply it like a lotion to your privates. Then kiss your stinky butt goodbye. Mwah. No one likes odor below the belt. Whether you're at the gym getting free samples of butt incense, <laughs> at the office inhaling your own front fumes, or in bed doing some stinky-wanky. No, not the Teletubby. Your privates go everywhere you go. So why isn't there a deodorant for privates? Now there is with Lumi, the only natural deodorant you can safely use on your private parts. You'll be able to genitale the difference. Lumi, keep your privates private. Okay, yeah. Kiss those stinky butts goodbye. <laughs> I never knew that was ever a problem, but... Um... Apparently it is. Now everyone's going to be self-conscious about their stinky butts. Although, maybe we should get some for the cat. The cat's got a pretty bad problem with stinky butts sometimes. Anyway, uh, well, you know, they got the Rockefeller Christmas tree up. 
kind of a sad looking tree, but it definitely reflects plenty of what we've been going through in 2020. I'll say that. I'm sure the tree will look a lot, lot better once they get all the branches and get everything settled back in place. But it really looked pretty, pretty pathetic when they first got this this tree up in Rockefeller City Center. Of course, the experts are sh are assuring us that it will look good. But you know, there, there there was something though in the meantime that was well, let's just say a much better looking one time inhabitant of the tree that you can focus your attention on, and that would be a teeny tiny little owl who was rescued after three days, spent clinging to the tree without any food or water, according to the BBC. Well, now they've named the owl Rockefeller. It's a micro-sized little bird. It's actually a fully grown adult bird. Its species, it's called the sawwet owl. It's the smallest in the U.S. Northeast, typically growing probably no taller than like eight inches. But workers found the little owl while they were transporting the tree to New York City. Now he's recovering at the Ravensbeard Wildlife Center. The director there says the story is literally like something out of a movie and needs to be shared amid all of the negativity that's been going on in 2020. So now the little owl Rockefeller appears to be in fairly good health and they say that uh, it's kind of amazing considering the journey the owl went on. So in the newest Hallmark holiday movie, the forest bird falls in love with an unlikely city creature. Coming soon to the Hallmark Channel, a country owl winds up in the big city after she gets trapped in the Rockefeller Center Christmas tree. Where am I? That was a hoot. But she finds love in the most unlikely place when she meets a sewer rat. Care to join me in the subway for a slice of pizza? Ooh, you're rustling my feathers. And despite the physiological challenges of mating between a rodent and predatory bird, love still finds a way. Oh, baby, let me kiss that beak. Ooh, you dirty rat. Owl be home for Christmas, only on the Hallmark Channel. Ooh, when I first saw you, my head spun all the way around. And my wife will probably be the first one watching it. <laughs> I mean, usually the only thing hiding in the Rockefeller tree is a pickpocket, don't you think? I kind of get the feeling authorities planted the owl there just to distract from the lameness of the tree. I don't know. But um, I know we got a lot of lame holiday movies and lame holiday shows. But nothing like this ever gets lame, and that is, of course, all of the Charlie Brown specials. But unfortunately, well, we just didn't get to see all of them this year because, well, Apple Plus TV, Apple TV Plus decided to snap them all up. That's right. I love The Great Pumpkin. That's my favorite Charlie Brown special. My favorite part of The Great Pumpkin is whenever Snoopy takes... Um, is it Sally out to the pumpkin patch and they spent all night long looking for the great pumpkin and she got mad and um, basically went postal that's my favorite part of the whole show well anyway um, even though the great pumpkin never showed up on broadcast TV there was a deal with PBS you know the Sesame Street channel or the um, public the Masterpiece Theater channel Okay, the Charlie Brown Thanksgiving and the Charlie Brown Christmas specials are going to be on PBS. That's right. Now, Apple TV Plus became the new home of those holiday specials. And, boy, that did not sit well with Peanuts fans. I mean, a lot of outcries were heard 
um, because they were used to turning on network TV and seeing the, the Christmas specials. And Apple offered, look, we'll stream them for free for a handful of days, but no, that wasn't good enough. There was online petitions getting hundreds and thousands of signatures. So, uh, and I guess, well, Peanuts had to send out a spokesperson to share the news about what was coming up. Excuse me, sir, as a representative from Peanuts, can you tell us a bit about the decision made today? A quick follow-up, where will we be able to watch the show? Excuse me, what day will it be on? That's great. What channel? How did you feel when this deal was approved? Thank you. Of course, if only we could just get a petition underway to lower the cost of an iPhone. It's about right. Peanuts holiday specials elicited a bigger public outcry than the crazy 2020 election. Jeez. Well, um, getting into the Christmas spirit, there, you know, Christmas lights going up all over various towns and, you know, decorations are going up. Well, they put in some new Christmas lights that were installed in this municipality of Odenburg in Belgium. You ever heard of Odenburg, Belgium? Well, I bet you will now. They'll have the most talked about Christmas lights around the world. Now, the lights are supposed to look like candles. But um, I don't know who created these lights, but they thought it would be a clever idea to put a flame on the top of the candle. But you see, the column of the candle was white. So if you put like a, a white flame or a yellow flame, well, that was just too cliche. So somebody in their great creative mind thought it would be a good idea to put a blue ball on top but I guess you know what was supposed to be a novel concept in reality was not a good idea because when they got them installed and turned them on residents said these festive decorations didn't look like a candle looked more like male genitalia mayor Anthony Damari actually said quote it was not our intention to install Christmas lights that reminded people of a penis. I only realized myself when they were illuminated. But we have to see the humor in this. Let's just say that we will have the country's most talked about Christmas lights this year. Boy, oh boy. <laughs> Anybody want to go to Belgium to check out the Christmas lights? <laughs> I don't know. We have places in... Altoona, Pennsylvania, lights on the lake. You can get in the car and drive through, uh, you know, a, an amusement park that's closed for the winter. And so what they do, they turn the entire amusement park at Lakemont Park into just nothing more than Christmas light displays. Somebody needs to go and get one of them candles. Maybe you want to take a cruise, right? Uh, well, the cruise industry definitely has been pretty much dead in the water since, what, last March? But some cruise lines... Hope to set sail again soon, but before they can, obviously they've got uh, they're required actually to try a few test cruises with passengers who um, volunteer to go along in order to test whether or not they can get coronavirus during the voyage. Ooh, fun, fun! Well, the Royal Caribbean Cruise Line say they've got 
100,000 people begging to volunteer so far. Now, I should also note that the first test run on a Sea Dream Yacht Club ship had, had to actually come back to port because of an outbreak of coronavirus. The COVID-19 pandemic is surging at unprecedented levels, and that can only mean one thing. Time to volunteer to go on a cruise. Yes, nothing says increased risk and super spreader event like a highly contagious pandemic on a cruise ship. That's right. They're testing their safety protocols for dealing with COVID and need a bunch of suckers to... Hey, just letting you know it's already full. What? Oh, yeah. 100,000 volunteers already? Packed. You serious? Max capacity. Okay. Wow. Um, never mind. And even if they don't catch corona, after spending a week at the buffet, they'll still need 15 days to flatten the curve. I mean, the safety measures are pretty super strict, too. I mean, if somebody tests positive, they isolate by throwing them overboard. People are wondering, though, who would volunteer to go on a COVID cruise? I mean, what, it's mostly uh, New York Jets fans who have really nothing to live for? You know, everybody has a little stupidity in their world, and I would love to hear about it. If you've got a great story from your stupid world, or if you just want to respond to one of mine, let me hear from you. Contact me at shoutout at insane, E-R-I-K, lane.com. Or if you've got a question, a comment about something I've said, or if you want to tell me some firsthand experience of stupidity you've encountered, I'd love for you to record a message for me at podcast.insane, E-R-I-K, lane.com. I might actually use your feedback on an upcoming episode. And if you haven't already, and I fail to see why not, follow me on social media on Facebook or Twitter by searching out the handle at Insane, E-R-I-K-L-A-N-E. Well, if you think 2020 was just totally sucky, and it has been, okay, could it get any suckier for this guy? This is something literally that feels like it could only happen in a movie, but... It, it actually did happen to some poor sap in real life. A 47-year-old guy by the name of Pearson Tone from Bend, Oregon. He was depressed a few years ago when his marriage fell apart because, well, his wife had an affair. So he went to the family doctor, this guy named Ron Rosen, to get a little counseling and even a prescription for his depression, right? But after the appointment, he found out just who his wife had the affair with. And, yep, you're putting two and two together, right? <laughs> it was Ronald. So now Pearson just sued Ronald for $2.9 million for professional negligence. Yeah, that's what you call a lifetime supply of anti-depression medication. And you remember those, um, before all this, you know, this was back before Halloween. You remember this big run people had on those 12-foot-tall outdoor skeleton decorations. The, 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 you know, this enormous skeletons. People had them in their yard for, for, think, for, for Halloween. They, they, they run you about, what, 300 bucks? <clears throat> you know, which isn't cheap, you know, for decorations. And Home Depot couldn't, couldn't keep them on the shelves. I mean, 
this is an expensive decoration. And on top of that, 12-foot skeletons are a little difficult to try to store somewhere, right? So we don't take them down. We just leave them up. Apparently, a lot of folks have been doing this and repurposing their skeletons as Christmas decorations. And photos are popping up online of skeletons dressed as Santa Claus, uh, skeletons covered in Christmas lights. There's even one already for Thanksgiving in a pilgrim costume. Well, necessity, I guess, is the mother of invention. What can I say? And it is 2020, so who really cares? And it's kind of hard to imagine this many bad things happening to somebody at the same time, but somehow this guy pulled it off. He's a guy in Kansas City, Kansas. He crashes his motorcycle, and when it hit the ground, the gun he had in his wrist waistband went off, and it fired a bullet that struck him in the hip. <laughs> oh, wait, there's more. Then a car drove past and hit him. This is literally something that should be in the movies. The driver, by the way, fled the scene. And believe it or not, somehow that is still not the end of this guy's bad day. They took the guy to the hospital with critical but non-life-threatening injuries. So when the cops get there and they search the scene, they also find out that this guy has his big old bag of meth. So now he's facing charges for that. Of course, there's no word on whether or not they found the guy that hit the man. Boy, oh boy. So just remember, you know, you may have a pretty sucky ear, but you can't really top that one. I know some people are pretty dogmatic about the fact they've had a pretty sucky year. And, you know, I, I for one, probably have had my share of dogmatism growing up. I, that, that, I was a pretty dogmatic person in college, you know. You know, and, and dogmatic is just somebody that are pretty much unshakable in their views. Now, no, I don't compromise my views. Maybe I uh, will change my application of my views, okay? But I'm still pretty dogmatic, okay? I just don't spray it in people's faces as much anymore. But people that are dogmatic, they tend to seek out less information and make less accurate judgments, and as a result, well, finds this new study. German researchers have noted that dogmatic people are characterized by a belief that their worldview reflects absolute truth. Well, it does. Okay, it really does. I'm right, and that's all that matters. These people are also often resistant to change their mind. Well, I pretty much haven't changed my mind, that's for sure. They found that when dogmatic people were faced with an uncertain situation, they were more likely to decline helpful additional information that would aid them in figuring it out. And yes, that's me. You know, particularly, let's just say, I've, I, I've, I used to engage in debates over the biblical um, accuracy of, let's say, speaking in tongues. Okay, I, I grew up Baptist. Uh, the only tongue I speak in is Southern. Okay, but you know, I, I have, and I've done a lot of my own personal research and talking. I've got friends that speak in tongues. I've got friends that don't speak in tongues. Um, look, it ain't for me. Okay, 
Now, if you want to speak in tongues, that's fine. But if, don't don't go, don't try to get me to go along with you. Okay, I ain't gonna do it. I'm pretty much, I'm pretty much there. I've arrived. So, I I don't need to get into any more debates about it. I just kind of I'm I'm totally I'm not gonna change my mind. You can continue to barrage barrage me with all kinds of biblical hullabaloo, and I'm not gonna change my mind. I've got it figured out. Okay. So, yeah, I'm pretty dogmatic, but that, that much is true. Now, there's a senior study author. His name is Dr. Steve Fleming. He says, previous work has found that there is a close link between how confident we feel or whether or not we seek out new information. Yes, I'm pretty confident in my beliefs. Okay, at my age, I don't need any more convincing. In the current study, we found, he says, that this link was weaker in more dogmatic individuals. Another researcher says it's a cautionary tale. Whether we think of ourselves as dogmatic or not, when uncertain, it might be wise to check the information again. Okay, I'll check it again, but I'm not going to change my mind. Okay? People like that have got a concrete mind, right? Permanently set and all mixed up. That's what people say. I'm sure a lot of people think I'm all mixed up. And frankly, I don't care. Okay? So you can continue to think that way. I'm perfectly happy in my own ignorance. I know I'm right, and that's all that matters. <laughs> so, needless to say, I'm a pretty confident person. And, um, but I'll still like you, you know? You know, you're, I, I'm, I'm perfectly at ease. I'm, I, I've come to live at peace with myself. If you want to go through life being wrong, that is your prerogative. Okay? That really is. And I'm perfectly happy to let you be wrong, okay? Because I know I'm right. You laugh, you laugh. But folks, I think if everybody had that concept, the only thing is you don't have to rub it in everybody's face. Of course, if you have a podcast, you can. And if you have a shillelagh, you can also defend yourself against a burglar, just like this 81-year-old man from Niles, Illinois. Never underestimate using a walking stick as a weapon. See, this guy, he recently used this Irish shillelagh to chase off some burglars. Okay, a guy comes to his elderly couple's home, knocks on the front door, says that they want to investigate a fuse box due to a transformer fire in the neighborhood the day before. I mean, these folks will think of anything, right? They'll think of anything to scam you. So the couple is in the basement, and they hear two other men in the house upstairs. So that's when Dan Donovan, who just happens to be a former U.S. Marine, races upstairs, grabs his grandfather's shillelagh, which, you know, is a walking stick and a club, ran after the three men, whacking him on the back of the head with the club as his wife calls the police. Then Donovan chases the three men outside. Did I mention the guy's 81 years old? Okay. Chases the guys outside and starts whacking their SUV they had parked in the driveway with the shillelagh. Of course, the manager, the, the burglars managed to get away with a pillowcase. Of course, it's not clear if they managed to grab anything else. And we don't know yet if the burglars have been caught, but I guarantee one thing, they... I bet have a pretty bad headache. Ah, yes. So, oh, and then there's the Colorado residents. 
this is this is a beautiful thing. This was this was pretty viral. Colorado residents waited for up to 12 hours. I'm sorry, 14 hours to get their hands on In-N-Out burgers and fries because the chain opened up two locations in the state. Okay, I'm not sure. I I, I don't know. I don't think we have an In-N-Out burger in State College. I I don't think I've ever eaten at an In-N-Out burger yet. But the, the the line and the resulting traffic got so out of hand that the Aurora, Colorado Police Department took to Twitter to beg people to support other local eateries and to hit the California-based In-N-Out Burger another day. Those who stayed in line, however, were treated to at least one bit of entertainment, a little dust-up, in which two would-be In-N-Out Burger customers exited their cars and got into a fist fight while everybody waited. Oh, oh, here it goes. Let's go. Oh, his pants. His pants. He touched his kid. That's what happened. Look, he's lost his pants for In-N-Out. I know a lot of people are saying that In-N-Out is like a competition with McDonald's, but I don't know. I mean, with brawls like this, they're more like competition for Popeyes. (laughs) I mean, one of the guys had his sweatpants fell off during the fight. You know, he's out there fighting in his boxer shorts. I think that's what the funniest part of the whole thing was, frankly. But now his town has got an In-N-Out burger. I don't think this guy will have to worry about baggy pants anymore. I mean, the good news is that the judge offered his lawyer a plea deal for uh, offered his lawyer a, a plea deal off the secret menu, so maybe they'll they'll, they'll 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 come to some kind of an agreement. I don't know. Anyway, but at least they're eating burgers made from cow meat, not burgers made from <clears throat> human meat. No, there is a do-it-yourself meal kit. Have you heard about this? For growing steaks made from human cells. I kid you not. This was recently nominated, by the way. This little DIY meal kit was recently nominated for a, quote, design of the year by the London-based Design Museum. It's called Our Burrows Steaks. O-U-R-O-B-O-R-O-S. Our Burgers Steaks. Okay? They named the Our Burgers Steaks after the circular symbol of a snake eating itself tail first. The hypothetical kit, by the way, would come with everything you need to use your own cells to grow a miniature human meat steak. Okay, this is real. People think that eating oneself is cannibalism, which technically this is not. That's from Grace Knight, one of the designers. She's telling this to Dezine Magazine. Before you know, now look, just just wait. But before you start running out for your wallet, you can't really buy this product yet. So put the wallet back in your pocket, okay? The, this this contraption, this kit, was created by a scientist named Andrew Pelling, an artist, Orkin Telhan, and Knight, Grace Knight, who's an industrial designer, on a commission by the Philadelphia Museum of Art for an exhibit last year. So growing an Ouroboros steak would take about three months. You're going to grow a steak with human cells 
it will take three months. They take the cells, by the way, from inside your cheek. Okay, they what, they swab your cheek. They grow cells, and three months later, you have a human steak ready for consumption. So get the grill ready there, Barbara. Yeah, steak made made from cells taken from inside your cheek. <laughs> but I think that I think they've got that already, though. Isn't that called the McRib? I mean, here's my question. What kind of wine would go best with a grow-your-own-human steak anyway? <laughs> well, think about this advertisement. This advertisement starts fairly normally, stating that the job will involve looking after two children ages 8 and 13, working between 11 a.m. and 7 p.m. on weekdays with longer hours during the school holidays. This is a little classified advertisement for a nanny, right? Now, the responsibilities for this job include preparing the children for school and activities, driving them where required, cooking their meals. Okay? So far, Fran Drescher would probably like it. But then you get to the rest of the list, and this is what really horked off a bunch of folks. It states that the successful applicant must, in addition to all what I just said, must also do the household's laundry and the cleaning and carry out grocery and personal shopping for the family, tutor the children in, in the school subjects, and run errands for the parents, such as visiting the bank and the pharmacy. And the requirements for candidates then also got a little oddly specific. So they said that you must be aged 25 to 30 years old to apply. You have to have a bachelor's degree or an equivalent two years experience as a live-in nanny. I didn't realize you could get a bachelor's degree in being a nanny. You had to be, quote, 75% willing to travel. Uh, well, whatever that means. The schedule sets out when you're expected to work, they list your day shifts and the holidays, Monday through Friday, weekends, and on call. So, it doesn't sound like there'd be a whole lot of an opportunity to have any time for yourself, right? People were just stunned by the huge list of requirements in comparison to the pay. As one replied to say, basically adopt my kids for 13 hours with, second, with a second comment saying, oh, and our pets. Jeez, job listings like this that make people feel good about unemployment. I mean, it sounds like the parents are the ones who could probably use a little tutoring. Unbelievable. Wouldn't you love to fill out the application for that job? Of course, you've got to appreciate a criminal who respects paperwork. I mean, right now, France, they're in a pretty big lockdown, and people can really go more than maybe a half a mile from their house for essential activities like you know getting groceries or seeing the doctor how'd you like to live in a place like that okay well there's a 39 year old guy named daniel uh kerdreon kerdreon daniel kerdreon he fills out this official government form looking for an exemption this is what he needs the exemption for he says he wanted to pass he wanted to pass an exemption so he could quote smash a guy's face in yeah, it's just like a Frenchman wanting to fight somebody. And because he puts the full details of his plan on the form, 
the police found him right where he said he would be at 10.15 p.m. hiding behind a car outside the guy's house waiting to smash his face in. So the police said they appreciated Daniel filling out the forms to stay compliant with the laws, but his reason for breaking the lockdown wasn't valid. So he was hit <laughs> with a $160 fine for the violation and another $180 for being drunk in public. Now there's no word on why he wanted to smash the guy's face in. Meet me in the shade of the sunshine tree, pretty little Florida sunshine tree, in the shade of the sunshine tree. Boy, I'm stuffed from all that turkey. Hello, Mr. Eric Lang. <laughs> you smell this like you're a Dr. Malvado here. <laughs> Mr. Lane. You you sound like you're in a in a cavern somewhere. <laughs> is it uh, is it that bad? No, no, it sounds good. I just hear all the room echo is is, is, a, is a lot you sound like you're <laughs> it, it, more of a, a layer, a secret yeah. layer, like a Dr. Evil type. It I'm, does sound it sounds better, but it sounds like the voice of God. <laughs> <laughs> well good. <laughs> I, um, I, I gave myself a nice a nice scar. Well, what may turn out to be a scar right over the left brow yesterday. So I I, I figured it's time to to come up with a uh, a secondary you know evil villain uh, <laughs> archetype just just in case in the off chance that the scar does get there. So so you have some new earbuds. Was this what this is? No, this, this is well. The scar is not related to the new earbuds. The voice okay. of God might be related. Finally, my natural voice is just coming through. I see. I see. Okay. I, well, so I take it you had a, a lovely th Thanksgiving. I hope. Oh yeah, it was. Um, well, saw two families, uh, homemade tamales, like always. It's the best part. And, you know that um, tamales, by the way, tamales is the typical Thanksgiving dinner out west. Do you know that? Is it really? It is. Well, I, I guess also in South Mexico, that must be the case, too. But then again, it's also Christmas, any any holiday. There's homemade tamales, and it's the best any part. Any day is a good day for tamales, okay? Oh, yeah. Uh, though, though, I mean, I, I can say that uh, as well. You know, there's um, – well, yeah, slamming my head. I was about probably just a few pounds of pressure away from having to go to the hospital to get stitches. Wow. Um and uh, and of course, there's some family drama, and it, but it was still, you know, all things given, it's still way better oh, than yeah. last year. Uh, what 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 is Thanksgiving without family drama, anyway? <laughs> yeah, I'm actually kidding, but I, I can't say it was probably still better than your Thanksgiving. <laughs> actually, <laughs> I had a very lovely Thanksgiving, and so I uh, I had turkey and I had all the fixings. Although I didn't get my canned cranberry sauce. I, I like my cranberry sauce. That is a, a classic from the can. I actually didn't get any of that either. Do, do you prefer the homemade kind or the canned kind that jiggles when you have to cut it? I haven't had too much homemade kind, but the, the canned kind is classic. Yeah. Yeah. Well, the, the, the homemade stuff is you have to chew it. It's like, yeah, I just don't like it. <laughs> you know? But the You'd rather tamale, it just 
congealed instead. That's right. That's right. So the whole tamales thing. See, now that would be a new a new holiday tradition for me to have tamales for Thanksgiving. You know. Oh yeah. Well, I mean, I, well, I figured this. Uh, the, the new tradition that we would be continuing this year was the family drama. Um, I mean, for the last couple of years, I think you and I have probably been tag teaming this, but I I suppose that when you're all in for a penny, you're in for a pound of turkey and everything else as well. That's right. That's right. Of course, I mean, what's family drama in 2020? I mean, I know we could probably wish things could get back to normal, but doesn't look like that's going to happen anytime soon. And now we have the holiday season kicking off and that's going to look totally different. I saw this new survey that was asking people if they're creating any new traditions because of the circumstances and check out these top five answers. Okay. Here's one is dropping off surprise presents at people's houses. Now that's kind of cool. That's like some social distancing creativity there. Okay. Oh yeah. Yeah. Another one is doing zoom meals with extended family. I, 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 I was saying, unless dropping off presents means uh, flaming bags of poop on the doorstep and running away. (laughs) (laughs) And if Zoom calls with extended family means that there's no clothes from the waist down at the dinner table. (laughs) However, we did have kind of a a, a, uh, uh, virtual reunion for all of my family yesterday. And I did sit at the table and eat some some apple pie on, on the screen so they could see I was actually eating something. So, but another one is uh, having a day where everyone disconnects from all their devices. So that, that would be hard to do in our house Um, (laughs) and uh, making homemade decorations. That would be hard to do in our house too, because I'm no artist. I could not do any homemade decorations. And then the other one is uh, baking a specific (sighs) recipe as a family. That would be interesting. I think my wife would probably be taking the lead on that since she's pretty much the main cook of the house. But there, there is, I guess, some, some bright sides to this of not being able to you know, see so many people in person for the holidays. The interesting thing is 45% of people are looking forward to not having to answer a bunch of personal questions, which probably has a lot to do with the family drama. <laughs> <laughs> right. It's uh, I, I, well, I did look forward to not having to answer a bunch of those questions. And I didn't yeah. I, I visited both families. Yeah. Uh, the, yeah. the thing with this, uh, for me, at least, is if you're creating a new tradition, a new tradition implies that this is going to be lasting for more than one year. Right. No, thank you. I can't. I, I, I don't want no. this to be the new normal uh, no, with that. No, no. I'm not up for the new normal at all. I mean, I know we may have started some memorable traditions that we might like, but there might be some of the old ones that we didn't do too much in the past year also. That's true. And uh, shout out to Pancho Pedro there who uh, made his first appearance uh, before I had to kick him out. If you uh, Pancho, oh, Pancho, you mean the dog? <laughs> yes. <laughs> I'm surprised it's taken this long because he barks at any noise that happens. Uh, Shetland sheepdog that he is. <clears throat> so uh, yeah, but we do have some things as well that we've been missing this year, just just with these like new normals and things. There's some regular normals that we haven't really been able to do, and so this is actually a, a, a kind of I guess a look at like a rank of the top things that you miss yeah. now who would you say that you miss more this year your friends or your family 
I would say definitely family because this would have been the year that we would have had our, you know, biannual family reunion. So yeah. that to me is Thanksgiving, you know? That's right. Well, here's a new survey here that had some people name the top things that they missed this year because of the pandemic. And family ranked about five spots lower than friends. Uh, now, here's some top 10 things that we did miss. Uh, number one, they have eating in restaurants without having to stress about it and mask up. Right. Number two, casually browsing through stores. Oh, I, yeah. I do kind of miss that. I, I, I cut my own hair, shave, yep. and then I realize all of it's covered up with a mask. And then I was, oh, well, yep. why do I even do anything? Yep. Then? Uh, right. Number three, spending time with friends. Now, I, mm -hmm. I actually still do that one. <laughs> Yeah, well, we're all young. Yeah, we do. That's yeah. true. Um, common sense with it, but we're all young. It's we're fine. Um, number four here, we've got shopping malls. I'm surprised that people even still visit those to begin with. There's um, not much left to our shopping mall in state or in state college here. There's nothing. That's the know. same here. And I was kind of even a year ago before all this happened. It was kind of the same right. state. Right. Uh, kind of coupled with that, number five, movie theaters. Um, oh, yeah. It's been a long time since I've been to a movie theater. Uh, now, number six, being able to have a real day out. Now, this is probably mm. the one that my wife would miss the most, along with casually <laughs> browsing through stores. Um, yes. Number seven, vacations. Uh, yeah, really. it, is, it is tough uh, with, uh, with some paid time off that I have coming up. I'm like, do I go anywhere? Because I, I trust Florida. We're good with our... I, we're not going to lock things down, but if I what if I go to a different state? Am I going to be locked inside somehow because that yeah. state puts some kind of restrictions? On, I'm not sure. Uh, yeah. Number eight, spending time with family. Who? Gosh, almost barely didn't make the list. Uh, yes. <laughs> number nine, yes. going to concerts, and number yes. ten, going to bars. Mm-hmm. Yep, going out and socializing. Oh yeah. I, now for me, I think the top things that I've, I've missed this year is probably sleep, the oh. absence <laughs> of poop on my hands, uh, time <laughs> and not spending money. Uh, yeah, I have well, a feeling that none true. of those have anything to do with the pandemic though. Yeah. Well, that's true. And really being able to do a live radio show because I spent three months of that this year doing it remotely, which definitely was doing a number on my entire internal nervous system. <laughs> I bet. Well, we've missed a lot of things here. Uh, traveling as well, especially air travel. Uh, uh -huh. Now, apparently, uh, all the amenities that come with uh, cargo luggage as well with the air. Uh, yes, yes. But, but, but there is an answer to that, though. See, uh, you know, we're... If, if we don't get locked down again, I mean, we will be able to do this podcast in person uh, before the end of the year, because uh, we'll get be together in Florida, and we'll all be under the uh, the sunshine tree together, uh, and so that means my wife is on the computer ordering a new bunch of luggage because we have to have some new luggage to make the the, the trip to Florida. Uh, but you know, it's a bummer when you get the new luggage and then it hits the conveyor belt at the airport, and then you see how it come out of the plane. I've had that happen. up and damaged, right? You know, so I mean, it's it's kind of like the clothing that you know you have these old ripped jeans that you've had for years, and you know they're nice and old and ripped and comfortable, but you could go to the store and pay ten times more money to get a pair of jeans to look just like that. Oh well, see, yeah. Now they've got luggage 
that already looks like it's been beat up in the airport. Oh, you're kidding me. <laughs> yeah, there's this company. It's called Crash Baggage, appropriately named. They sell brand new suitcases that are, here's a new word for you, pre-damaged. It sounds a lot like my, my Hermano. <laughs> these bags come they come already scratched they're already dented they've already, wouldn't you just love to be in the the department that does this to the baggages you know i mean oh you're the beat up department you can beat all this brand new luggage i remember the gorilla and the samsonite commercials back in the 1970s here <laughs> you know so you don't even have to worry about what happened so you're going to pay 250 bucks for, for beat up baggage. So, <laughs> you, you know, I've actually got some experience with expensive, pre-damaged, pre-dented baggage. Uh, <laughs> that my ex made this pitch to me uh, before, and we'll, we'll just say that that's not the kind of woman that you want to date that has pre-damaged, <laughs> pre-dented baggage. <laughs> that's right. Yeah, that's right. You, you get those kind of people on Tinder. <laughs> right. Oh man! <laughs> but but seriously, <laughs> I mean, I I just thought of this though. You know, with us with the stuff I've had left over from my previous trips, I bet I could fetch two hundred and fifty bucks for some beat up bag bags <laughs> you, I've got in the back of my closet. You've got a point there. Oh man, you, you could have a uh, like a patchwork quilt, but of of different yeah. Frankenstein lug luggage put together that you got. Yeah, absolutely. Of course, if 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 anything is getting beat up this year, it's got to be the New York Jets. Though. <laughs> so, in other words, water is wet, and it's uh, just another normal year. Uh, good, good, to, right. good to know that no matter how many changes and crazy things go on, that there are some things that just never change. It's kind of I, I find comfort change. in that, you know. Um, that's true. That's true. And, and uh, even in 2020, <laughs> even in 2020, uh, which uh, is just brings me to some some sad news this week that uh, I, I'm I'm really sad. I'm sorry. I have to be the one to break this to everybody, but this is for particular New York Jets fans. This year's team won't win the Super Bowl. I know oh. that you had the hopes and you thought, man, they could still get there. Uh, but it the Jets are now the first NFL team to be eliminated from the playoff contention. Uh, uh, now, of course, they're, ba -boom. they're zero and ten. Uh, now, I've, mm. I've, wow. <laughs> I've, I've got wow. some some uh, friends here who are, have a worse streak than them. So that that's uh, <laughs> at the moment. But I, I guess the Jets are still going. They've, their season's not over yet. Um, yeah. Now, now, not like anyone really expected them to make the playoffs let alone the Super Bowl, but uh, amazingly, yeah. it was actually mathematically possible still before the la hmm. uh, Jets lost to the L.A. Chargers. Uh, yeah. Now, the Jets will miss the postseason for the 10th straight season. Uh, <laughs> that's, that's the second longest playoff drought in their own history, which wow. was just behind the 11-year drought in 1970 to 1980. Now, mm -hmm. the Jets have only won one behind the uh, one Super Bowl that is um, back. This is back in um, 1969, I believe. This was with Joe Namath as their quarterback. That's Super Bowl three, wasn't it? That was number three. That was number three. Yeah. Uh, so to put this in perspective here, this is the same day that Led Zeppelin released their debut album. Uh, <laughs> and so that's uh, that's when the the Jets were um, the running back there. Frank Gore is uh, 37. He might well. He's his current right now. Their their current running back, Frank Gore, is about thirty seven. He might retire after this season, and he's 
really hoping that the Jets um, aren't don't go uh, become the third team ever to go winless this season. Yeah. Um, you said you don't want to go zero and sixteen, especially when it's my last year. I can't go out like that. Hopefully, we can win one, and I can't wait until we get it. I'll be so happy. Um, yeah. You know, no, I, I think that this is maybe some good news to Jets fans because True. you know they, they're, they're, the, the bunch of masochists that they are. And you may wow. ask yourself, where is that large automobile? And you may tell yourself, <laughs> this is not my beautiful house. And you may tell yourself, this is not my beautiful Jets. It's a. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> This is true. <laughs> but no, as a Florida man, you're, at least the Jaguars aren't that bad. I've got hope. I, we at least can have hope every every season, even if we, we have them dashed against the rocks like normal. Um, at, at least we right. haven't made our home up in the rocks like the Jets fans have. Right. Um, no, the right. Jets may have to start thinking out of the box for the next season. Uh, but mm-hmm. when it comes to thinking out of the box and for preparing for a pandemic holiday meal, this idea is one that actually uses the Jets. Yeah, a different kind of Jets, though. Okay, so th- this is definitely out-of-the-box cooking, okay? Because most of us will probably opt to, you know, when it comes to doing our veggies, we'll boil them or steam them or roast them. I mean, we've had roasted veggies on the grill, which is really good. Well, there's a TikTok star who has suggested that we use the dishwasher. <laughs> you ready for that? Uh, now, yeah. I, if I could take a wild guess, I would have to say this has got to be a single guy kind of way of living, right? <laughs> I don't know. But definitely Christmas would look very different for a lot of us this year. So it might be impossible to have a normal festival season, but it might prompt some folks to kind of jazz up the usual choices. And this one social media user, had a rather unusual suggestion for improving the festive meals. So on TikTok, it's a Shannon Daughtery who is explaining that her cooking hack, she calls it a cooking hack, and shows how it works. Now, in this video, she puts broccoli in a glass, in a glass jar, and then adds water before running a standard cycle <laughs> on her dishwasher. Hey, babe, do you mind preheating the dishwasher for me right now? <laughs> <laughs> so this this tiktok account it's at uh home with shannon that's the name of the tiktok account it's got a hundred ninety four thousand followers so there's a hundred and ninety four thousand people that are going to try cooking broccoli in the dishwasher i mean i guess up next (laughs) is going to be how to make wine in your toilet i don't know yeah wine (laughs) in the toilet hey why not you know but I mean, wh- whether or not your steamed zucchini would taste any different prepared this way, maybe is debatable. But there's an old punk rocker that's discovered that fleas like eggplant served raw. Oh gosh, yeah, this is uh, so you, you know the Sex Pistols, uh, punk rock band yep. from from back in the '80s here. Johnny Rotten, yep, from the Sex Pistols here, has a, apparently has a weird new hobby where he's befriended a bunch of the squirrels that live at his Los Angeles home. And so he, he feeds them, uh, lets them inside, and even allows them to kind of like cuddle and nudge up uh, in, into him there as mm-hmm. if, if they want it, right? Um, now, right. unfortunately, squirrels, 
have fleas. They uh, also right. can pass them on to you. And, uh, well, uh-huh. he tells UK Daily Mail that, I look down there at my willy, and there's an effing flea bite on it. <laughs> <laughs> and there's another one on the inside of my leg, he adds. <laughs> The bites. Wow, last night was murder because of it. The itching, too. It's such a poxy thing to get caught up on. <laughs> the, the only way around it, because I'm not going to blame the poor little squirrels, is to Vaseline my legs. I just hope they don't get the wrong idea, he says. <laughs> oh, oh, my God. And so, I mean... It kind of puts a whole new... Puts a whole new concept of the old men in the park feeding. The <laughs> That's right. I uh, he got a flea bite right on his red hot chili pepper. I guess. Uh, <laughs> 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 it's what happens when you get squirrely in the bedroom. I suppose. I uh, yeah. I, I think That's it's funny that you right. know referring to his uh, his Johnson as Willie. Uh, yes. You know, I. I <laughs> I prefer maybe something a little classier like William or Charles or John Thomas. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's terrible. Oh, that's terrible. Yeah. Oh, man. Well, you know, someone should have told him that these squirrels are always trying to get a nut. Uh, yeah. <laughs> also, I'm going to go out on, on, a, on a tree limb here and say that Johnny Ron's gotten some probably gotten some worse things on his growing in his, in his days. I would think so. Mm, yeah. Yep, I would. I would think so. De- definitely, he's got a problem with his sex pistol in more ways oh, than one. Oh yeah. Yes, indeed. Well, I, I, I know I've had tick bites before. I mean, I used to get it's, and thank goodness they didn't have Lyme disease whenever I was a kid, or I'd probably be dead by now <laughs> because I would go out. I promise you, I probably had tick bites down there at one point in my life because I would get in the weeds and I would just get ticks all oh, over. Oh, yeah, I've been there. So I, and, and My dog. Please, um, ticks, chiggers. P- Pancho Pedro is the one who brings the uh, the, the ticks in. Now. It's been a while, thankfully, because when you're, when you're petting him and you're like, oh, what's that big knob? And you get, oh, it's, it must have been on there for like a week just yep. feeding. Oh, yep. gosh. Yep. It's pretty nasty. Yep. It is. It is terrible, terrible stuff. So, well, at, at any rate, uh, we do have a few uh, pieces of uh, advice uh, that you can pass uh, along. People are really enjoying getting your sage advice. Oh, well, advice that's good. I, I've got a little and, bit of a, a couple brain cells left that hopefully are are uh, the wise ones. Well, hopefully no one is going to ask your advice on what to do for flea bites, <laughs> you know, or anything like that's that. That's true. Or, or damage to luggage. Actually, I, I've no, got a few things I could say right, about that. Or, you don't or, keep damaged luggage. I guess, well, I guess or, we went from damaged say, luggage to a damaged actually, package. You don't buy. That's true. Uh, <laughs> it's the, the the flea equivalent of the opening scene of Ace Ventura. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, really. <laughs> well, here's here's a question that we have asked. And they're asking Pancho Guero, help my boyfriend's apartment gives me nightmares. Now, this reminds me of my old apartment <laughs> that I used to have as okay, a single yeah. person. Okay. But, but, but the, she's, uh, it's, it's Emily. And Emily is asking, she says, my boyfriend and I have been dating for nearly six months. And we mostly stay at my apartment. 
just because it's nice and cleaner. But the weird thing happens when I stay over at his place, I keep having these weird nightmares. I have nightmares that someone is in the room. Once that I was dragged out of bed, it's the strangest thing. And yes, everyone gets nightmares, but isn't this weird? I, I don't really know how to handle this. I can't get any good sleep at his apartment. Help. Yes, that's weird. <laughs> It is weird. Now, if I got Mrs. Poncho in here, she would uh, she would be saying to pray Jesus or that and uh, get that brew idea. She's like, is there a brew in the house or a brew? Because uh, no witchcraft, yeah. no witchcraft for me. Um, oh well, I'm I'm pretty sure that that Mrs. Poncho, um, when I was still dating her, that my bathroom probably gave her nightmares, also. But oh yeah, uh, you, you're sure. That you're not dating the next Jeffrey Dahmer or Ted Bundy? It definitely is is weird, though. Like, uh, I, do, you, do you have sleep paralysis normally or nightmares? Or are you self-fulfilling these out of expectation? Does he have roommates? Um, no, uh, no. Maybe he's got <laughs> right, that's, maybe, maybe you got some uh, flea bites in places. Uh, uh, <laughs> this is one direction I'd like to go with this, okay? We need to test this with other people, right, sleeping in there. And okay. then if, if there is something causing it, like a spirit, we need to figure out how to harness its energy so that America can run off of ghost power. Ghost uh, power. If, if it has energy, we should be able to harness it for energy as well. Um, well, why not? It, it's natural <laughs> that's energy. That's true. Or I should say supernatural. Supernatural, supernatural energy. energy. Oh, yeah. That's, uh, that's pretty good. Um, trust your gut, Emily. Your, your gut knows. Trust your gut. Get to know this guy well. Maybe you shouldn't sleep at his apartment if it gives you nightmares. I don't know. Uh, that, that is a little weird for sure. <laughs> little yeah. weird. Um, so, Well, I've got one here as well. Uh, this is he says, help. My wife wants to use a talking points ball at Christmas. Now, okay. he says, okay, so I'll just start with this. He says, yes, we are having guests for Christmas dinner. No, it's not a huge gathering, but there's bound to be heated political debates at the table. My wife and I agree oh, that yeah. the arguing will be inevitable, but my wife thinks it's a great idea that when the talk gets political, we use a ball to pass around the table, and you're only allowed to speak if you're holding the ball. Now, this sounds like torture to me, and I'm trying to talk her out of it, or maybe get other members in the family to override it. Could this possibly be a decent idea? Or will this system just unravel into chaos either way? He says, love, Greg. He doesn't say love, but I'm, I'm, I want to put that in there. Love, Greg. Yeah. Greg, of right. course this is a horrible idea. And chaos is going to <laughs> unravel regardless, it sounds like. A, a stupid ball isn't going to stop chaos from, from arising, arising or unraveling. Uh, so, duh. But I, what I would like to say, Greg, is that I, I know you're trying to keep a guest to a minimum. I would be honored if you can in include me there. It sounds like a good time to me. I uh, I will sit back. I don't even need to hold on to the ball. I 
I don't I don't need the ball at oh. all. I will just sit back and enjoy the ride. And uh and maybe you know you know that uh that meme with uh, the cat at the dinner table, the woman yelling at him. Yeah. I would love yes. to be that cat for you at your Christmas yes, dinner. Absolutely. Well, see, I've heard of the the same concept only they hold a pencil. If you have the pencil, you can talk. It, and guess what? It didn't have the same success. Uh, yeah, well, either. maybe they could take the pencil and stab it into the ball and uh, just to drive a point home. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. Or take the pencil and, and stab it into the person's right. hand. I, well, I would start it. doing, uh, let your wife do whatever she wants. If you can't convince her out of it, she will watch it fail in front of her. And, and, and don't say, I told you so. You don't have to. That's the beauty of this, right? You yeah. come up with whatever ways to just mentally prepare yourself to not take anything personally and, and just sit back and laugh about the scenario because it's going to be funny as long as you don't take it personally and as long as you don't care. And so uh, <laughs> it, it does sound, uh, I, you know, I might actually enjoy that if, if it were me. But uh, my wife would hate it. It would be lots of fun. <laughs> well, exactly. But it would be a fun game to play. It, it would be. I, I, well, I, I don't think the, the game that you and I would play is not the same game that they would be playing. But the rules would pretty much be the same. I think it's the goal of the game and, and who wins or loses of that game. That would be different for, for you and I. get over how good these those earbuds sound you know hey that's good i mean you actually sound beefy uh it's a, not by accident <laughs> the, the beefy comes natural when the when the equipment uh sometimes it's it's not about the 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 car it's about the driver I see. But well, sometimes a, car, I, a good car <laughs> can help. Well, I, I, you were going down the road of, of uh, talking about the equipment, and I wasn't going to go any further than that. That's, I was just going to stop there. <laughs> it's, it's, it's not the first time I've heard that, Mr. Lane. <laughs> so, <laughs> which, which game would you like to start with this time? We've got, uh, let's see, Steakhouse or Gay Bar. Porn star or weatherman, strip club or daycare, fake news or Florida. Take your pick. Let's run it down right, right straight down the list like that. All right, steakhouse or gay bar. We will start with that one. <clears throat> I'm going to read you the name of a business. You tell me if it's a steakhouse or a gay bar. Here we go. Number one, The Edge in Las Vegas, Nevada. That does sound just like a gay bar. That is a steakhouse. <laughs> Ooh, I, yeah. I, I bet they double as a gay bar in the back. It could. It could. But now nah, this could be a trick one for you. This is coming from Tampa, Florida. Oh. It's called the Meat Market. <laughs> you know, I think I've heard about the Meat Market before, so I, I am pretty sure this has got to be a steakhouse. It is a steakhouse. All right. Number three, B.S. West in Scottsdale, Arizona. This has got to be a gay bar. It certainly is. <laughs> <laughs> Number four, the Lucky Horseshoe in Chicago. 
I could see this being a steakhouse, though it is Chicago. I could be but very wrong. You are very wrong. It's a gay bar. Oh, no. <laughs> and lastly, the it's called Bulldogs in Atlanta. Uh, you know what? I'm going to go on a whim and say this is a steakhouse. It is a gay bar. Oh, <laughs> yeah, and I'm not so good today. I, you know, I, one of the, I record this in a room right next to my neighbor's house, and, and they've got a patio back there. I, I keep waiting for one of these days uh, her, her to look over my way with a, a discerned look on her face with these these games. These games, that's right, that's right. <laughs> Definitely, that's exactly right. So, all right, here's the one, golf course or rehab, okay? okay. This is the one you got to really listen and be, pay close attention to. So, number one, Paradise Lake in Morgantown, West Virginia. Is it a golf course or a rehab? This is going to be a golf course. Correct. I've, I've never heard two. someone describe a rehab as paradise. Well, this is true. Number two, sagebrush. In McLean, Virginia. Sage cleanses things. This is a, a rehab. Correct. Two for two. Very good. Boom. All right. Another one. This number three is from Florida. This is called Beachway in West Palm Beach. Uh, this, this could definitely be a, a, a golf co- uh, course. It's a rehab. Whoa. <laughs> yes. We've got so many golf Golf uh, parks I know. in here. I, maybe, it's a, maybe it's a golf course that is also doubling as a rehab. <laughs> probably, but I think half of them down here probably do. Or maybe as a, <laughs> as a uh, oh gosh, what, what, like a, what would be the opposite of a rehab? Like a, an enabler, maybe? An enabler. <laughs> yeah. Uh, no, it would be a medical marijuana facility. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> it's a... It's a <laughs> <laughs> a, a, a golf course <laughs> clinic or something, a methadone <laughs> golf course clinic. <laughs> you have to get high before you can before you can get to the 18th tee, you know. So anyway, number four, Northwood in Dallas, Texas. I, you know, I'm going to think this is a golf course. Correct. And the last one is Victory Bay in Laurel Springs, New Jersey. Uh, you know, I think this might be a rehab. It is a rehab indeed. Yes, mm-hmm. sir. All right. Here's our next one. It is a strip club or a daycare. Okay. I'll read right. you the business. You tell me what it's at, whether, whether it's a strip club or a daycare. The first one comes to us as the treasure chest in Sparks, <laughs> Nevada. <laughs> I love this. This is going to be a strip club. It's a daycare. <laughs> mm, I don't believe you. That's all right. Number two, the clubhouse in Derry, New Hampshire. Oh gosh, I, these are going to be totally backwards, aren't they? The clubhouse <laughs> does not sound like a strip club. This has to be a daycare. And I, I watch is. me walk right in. Oh, good. Thank goodness. It is. You're good. You're good. That was good. Number three. Like, what kind of sickos are out there? <laughs> strip clubs in a clubhouse. Come on. That's right. <laughs> Number three. The Mouse's Ear in Knoxville, Tennessee. Oh, gosh, strip club. That's got to be so easy, I think. Definitely. You think it's a strip club, huh? I'm going with it, yeah. You're correct. Yeah, Very good. Yeah. <laughs> All know, right. I used to live up in Knoxville. I don't know if that has anything to do with it or not, but. Well, that's true. Can't, yeah. Number, number four, Candyland in Memphis, Tennessee. <laughs> you know, if, if it's Memphis, I think that, that that might actually be a daycare, but. Candyland anywhere else would be a strip club. I just want to state. 
it's also a strip club in Memphis too, by Ooh, the way. Okay, so yeah. <laughs> and the last one is called <clears throat> the Playground in Great Falls, Montana. <laughs> you know, I, I think that this could be a daycare at least. It's a strip club. Is it really? Oh no! <laughs> I mean, anything could be a strip club if you if you say it in the right tone. But well, wow, the thing. This is in this is in Great Falls, Montana. There's not a whole lot to do up in Great Falls, Montana. So I guess that's why they called it the playground. <laughs> you know, that's at least. A, hey, well, one of these days you're gonna say Mickey's Playhouse, and I'm gonna be like, wait a minute, is it a TV show <laughs> on Disney Channel or strip club? Yeah, don't put it past them. I'm telling you. <laughs> All right. Hey, I'm Mickey. What do you want? <laughs> so here's one for porn star or weatherman. All right. I'll give you the name. You tell me whether it's a porn star or a weatherman. All the right. first name is Don Day. <laughs> you know, I could say this. Uh, this is probably a weatherman. He is a weatherman in Wyoming at KGAB. I don't the know how name. weathermen always sound like they could be superheroes with their name. I know. Tell me or, about Or it. porn stars, apparently. That's true. All right. The next name is Tyler Nixon. <laughs> if there's an X or a Z in the name, last name, you know it's going to be a, a porn star. That's exactly right. <laughs> you are correct. <laughs> All right. The, the third name is Jay Jeffries. Uh, you know, again, we're going with that alliteration. This is going to be a That's superhero right. slash uh, weatherman. He is a weatherman. WFXG in Atlanta, Georgia. <laughs> Very good. All right. The fourth name is Marshall McPeak. Okay. This is going to be an exception to that rule I gave you. McPeak is clearly a euphemism. <laughs> this is a, a porn star. He is a weatherman at ABC6 oh, in Ohio. Oh, so I see you there, McPeak. I see you there. Uh, finally, <laughs> the name, this name is Sven Sundergaard. <laughs> Sven Sundergaard. You know, I actually think that this could be a weatherman. He is at KARE ah. Channel 11 in Minneapolis, Minnesota. I knew it. <laughs> I knew. I, are, are you happy to see me, or are you just McPeaking? That's right. That's right. right. Exactly. So, well, now my favorite one, of course, <laughs> or, or maybe, maybe what you'd say is, I just want to take a, a little McPeak. Yeah, a little McPeak. That's all. So this one is fake news of Florida. This is the one you should be very good at. <laughs> should right. be. It's. I'm going to read you a headline. You right. Yeah, I'll read you the headline. You tell me if it's if it's fake news <laughs> or Florida. Okay, here's your first headline. A Sarasota babysitter was charged with drug possession after smoking so much marijuana that a family's golden retriever had to be treated for smoke inhalation. <laughs> oh, my. You know, that I, I think this might be fake news. You are correct. Whew. That would be fake news, Eddie, but it did sound pretty good. I, I'm sure that there's someone out there that's done that. Absolutely. All right. The next headline. <clears throat> a Fort Pierce man told police the cocaine in his car must have been blown in by the wind. <laughs> oh, this is going to be Florida. <laughs> <laughs> that is very much Florida. <laughs> oh, gosh, that's great. <laughs> uh, and here's our third headline. An Orlando woman 
told police she could not get a DUI because her nine-year-old daughter was driving. Oh, my gosh. You know what? I think this might actually be fake news, though. It is fake news. Woo. Absolutely. Yeah. So three for three so far. Very good. And I'm trusting my headline. instincts today. That's right. You have to be in tune with my, my here, Florida okay? instincts. Yeah, that's right. All right. Here comes headline number four. A St. Petersburg man was arrested after police found a bag of methamphetamines stashed inside his belly button. <laughs> I could see this being Florida for sure. It certainly is. Mm. <laughs> must, have been a, must have been an any, not an Audi. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> and the last headline, a Cape Coral man was found sitting on the roof of a family's home in his underwear and told police he had no idea how he got there. Florida. Absolutely. You got 100% <laughs> on that. Yeah. You got everyone. <laughs> I can't tell if that, that is something to be proud of or to uh, to shame and, and lower my head over. I don't, I think I would definitely take pride in that. Okay. So you've got good discernment this week. Mm, yeah. Must have been all that turkey you had for Thanksgiving. <laughs> all that turkey, or maybe it was all that Florida that I had for Thanksgiving. It's caught. Maybe it's just the family drama that's got all your senses <laughs> heightened up. That's exactly what I'm saying. <laughs> hey, well, in any case, hope you enjoy your next week, and we'll talk to you next week for another round of uh, my famous Florida insane nephew. All right. Adios, Tio. Adios to you, sir. Oh, Tio is uncle, that's, uh, but, but to you as well, yes. <laughs> Now, from the news desk of Insane Eric Lane, it's the Week in Review. A new study found that one in four people may have hearing damage and don't even realize it. What? What? Speak up! Oh, and uh, one in four kids have selective hearing damage. <laughs> you know, only listen when they want to. A video of a cat in the United Kingdom who uses the toilet just like a human has gone viral, and it's amazing. Yeah, the cat sent five tweets and ordered three things off Amazon. Then got into a Facebook fight before flushing, getting up and leaving. The cat uses the toilet to go number two. Apparently, instead of nine lives, it had nine burritos. A federal judge denied a motion by... President Trump's legal team to stop the state of Pennsylvania from certifying its votes. But Rudy Giuliani isn't done yet. He's going to overturn these results or uh, die trying. <laughs> Actually, Rudy has become a viral sensation after his hair dye was seen sweating down his face during one of the last week's press conferences. It's become a running joke, if you will. <clears throat> Everybody has been speculating about what exactly that was, though, dripping down Giuliani's face during his press conference. Well, I think I know. This Thanksgiving, smother your mashed potatoes in the rich brown liquid everyone is talking about. Giuliani gravy. Mmm. 
Wow, that's kind of salty. Made from the warm, succulent drippings of the biggest turkey in the news right now, Giuliani Gravy is trying everything it can to overturn your idea of deliciousness. I ate so much, it's dripping down my cheek. Making your own gravy is difficult, so don't sweat it. My family is going to love it, especially my cousin Vinny. All other gravies are a total fraud perpetrated by Venezuela and possibly the mafia. Get Giuliani Gravy instead. It's not just good, it's crazy good. And remember to be COVID compliant and keep your gatherings to under 10 people. 10 people? I demand a recount. The former New Jersey Governor Chris Christie uh, called President Trump's legal team a, quote, national embarrassment. And let's face it, if anybody knows about being a national embarrassment, (laughs) it's that guy. (laughs) Millions of Americans were traveling for Thanksgiving despite the warnings from the CDC to keep gatherings to a minimum. People have really never cared about their health this time of year, you know? If you don't believe me, you didn't go shopping on Black Friday. Nobody wants to let these liberal governors control their Thanksgiving guest list. I mean, next thing you know, they'll control the menu and we'll all be eating tofurkey. Study by the University of Copenhagen found that bacteria that was found in bed dust can actually improve a child's health. (laughs) Yeah, good luck getting your kids to clean their rooms after this. The bacteria is said to build up their immune systems later in life. So it turns out if, uh, it turns out you probably want to marry a girl who's filthy between the sheets in more ways than one. And a Florida man is pitching a trailer park in the city of Briny Breezes uh, as the site of the Trump Presidential Library. Somebody probably needs to explain to him that the Trump Presidential Library, this guy actually going to be located on Twitter. There's no books, just memes and tweets. Archaeologists have unearthed the bodies of two men who were buried in the ancient Italian city of Pompeo in the year of 79 AD. They actually went to high school with Joe Biden. Okay, which is not true. But somehow they did both vote for him in the election. The cast of NFL Sunday on Fox, well, they didn't appear in studio because of the whole coronavirus concerns. But that's all right. The Jets didn't show up either. The the show tapes in Los Angeles and well, they just can't defy California's lockdown rules. I mean, after all, they're broadcasters not the governor. A new study by the Scottish Association of Marine Science found that blue whales have returned to the coast of Georgia after nearly going extinct. Of course, that's nothing really. I mean, humans who went extinct have been voting in Georgia for years. You might wonder why the Scottish Association of Marine Science is hanging out in Georgia. Apparently there was a Loch Ness monster sighting. And a Brooklyn man became the fifth New Yorker to be shoved onto the subway tracks in the past week. But luckily he survived. I mean, this is, I guess, one of the perks of the trains never showing up on time. New Yorkers are just shocked by all the people getting shoved in front of trains. I mean, normally this time of the year, the Jet fans, Jets fans just jump. Britain's winter coronavirus restrictions are forbidding people from mixing with relatives who live in other houses until Easter. Depending on your family, this is either terrible news or the best thing that could possibly ever happen. Of course, on the plus side, 
All those Christmas corona restrictions mean Grandma won't get over run over by a reindeer this year. Of course, she could get arrested just for walking home from your house. And this year, the plastic Easter eggs will have some Purell inside of them. You know, you have to keep your family safe and healthy this holiday season, you know? What you need, really, is the Kin Zapper. Instead of festive holiday lights this holiday season, why not install something that can improve your life, like the Kin Zapper electric fence from Voltco. The Kin Zapper uses facial recognition to keep away unwanted relatives. Don't want to see Uncle John this year? Then let the Kin Zapper electric fence deliver 10,000 volts of bah humbug. Not in the mood for Aunt Edna's candied yams that taste like feet? Kin Zapper. Plus, the Kin Zapper electric fence is perfect for reheating those delicious holiday leftovers. Mmm, this electrocuted turkey is delicious. Thanks, Mom. The Kin Zapper electric fence. Ask for it by name. Member FDIC. And Colorado Springs, Colorado is the among the finalists to be the location of the Space Command headquarters when a site is chosen in 2021. Now, I guess it makes sense because, you know, Colorado has had thousands of UFO sightings ever since they legalized weed. Al Roker, well, he's returned back to the Today Show after having prostate cancer surgery. Of course, it's really amazing how quickly he came back, you know, but I guess after all these lockdowns, people want to get away from their families. Kim Kardashian tweeted her congratulations to Khloe Kardashian's baby daddy, Tristan Thompson, after he signed a free agent deal with the Boston Celtics. You know, people feel bad for Khloe because, well, he's moving across the country. But look, don't feel bad for her. Feel bad for the kid who blew 200000 bucks on a journalism degree and has to write about Kim Kardashian tweeting. And the lame duck, President Trump pardoned two turkeys at the White House prior to Thanksgiving. Smart move, you know, because he knew if they died, they'd wind up voting Democrat in the next election. I mean, Ronald Reagan was the first president actually to officially pardon the turkey, and that tradition continued under George H.W. Bush and Bill Clinton, who only ate wings at Hooters. And Joe Biden was named, has named John Kerry as his new climate change czar, Climate change, you know, is a serious issue, you know, for Joe, because he's been around since the Ice Age. Survey of Dallas doctors finds that 30% of people are testing positive for coronavirus in the city. They're actually safer if they do travel for the holidays. I mean, at this point, everybody in Dallas is catching things. Well, except for the cowboys, of course. And a new study found that people over 45 are at a greater risk of catching sexually transmitted infections. <laughs> and you can thank Tinder for that. The study says older people are at higher risk because our society doesn't talk about people having sex later in life. But yes, it turns out they call it 69 because that's the average age of people doing it. Caitlin Bristow has won Season 29 of Dancing with the Stars. I never watched any of the episodes, by the way. Caitlin danced like nobody was watching, and uh, according to the ratings, I think she was right. They're actually getting more and more generous with their use of the word stars. I'm pretty sure this year's contest was held in a planetarium. 
Belgian police are going to knock on people's doors at Christmas to make sure they're adhering to crowd restrictions. So don't throw a party if you have an elf on the shelf. He'll snitch. And heaven forbid mommy gets caught kissing Santa Claus. They're going to both be thrown in jail. An NYPD busted an undercover swingers club in Queens. <laughs> yeah, Club Caligua is said to be the first sex club that's exclusively for millennials. At the end of the night, everybody gets a trophy wife. Underneath this genius, I'm simply a human. It's like a caveman thing or something. And now, this week's a genius award. And this week's uh, Genius Awards, first off, go to a uh, half-dressed Connecticut man who was spotted humping trees in a stranger's backyard. He's now behind bars on multiple charges. According to the Nagatuck Police Department report, officers were dispatched to a residence on High Street after a 911 caller reported that there was a, quote, unknown male in a backyard half-dressed, humping trees, screaming, and eating branches. Now, when the cops got there, the suspect ran into a neighboring house, causing its inhabitants to, quote, flee their home in fear. The intruder, identified as a 36-year-old John Figner, subsequently exited the residence and was then placed under arrest. Now, the police report does not indicate which half of Figner was unclothed. But while in custody, Figner allegedly spat at and assaulted police, resulting in a felony charge being filed against him, along with misdemeanor breach of peace and resisting and trespassing court accounts. Uh, it really sounds like a case of severe confusion, frankly. This is not what his family meant when they said to go out and get wood. The article also says that he was humping trees, you know, plural. So I guess what? He was having a treesome? Of course, he was arrested on High Street, too, which pretty much explains the whole story. I mean, this kind of takes the whole concept of tree hugger right up to the next level, you know? I mean, at this point, I think the guy's biggest problem might just be splinters. And then there's uh, this defendant who threw two naked women out of his Florida home during a 2 a.m. altercation that told police the victims attacked him after he declined to engage in a sexual threesome. Now, responding to this 911 call about a disturbance at a Clearwater apartment building, the cops interviewed 27-year-old Saraya Rasambath. Saraya Rasambath. Also 28-year-old Angelique Pavlek about this encounter with Rosenbaugh's husband that allegedly turned violent. Pavlek reportedly went to Rosenbaugh's home to, quote, hang out and drink. While at the apartment, Pavlek said they had planned sexual arrangements with her friend's husband, a 33-year-old Calvin Rosenbaugh. Or is it Rosenbaugh? Oh, well. Well, before the threesome ensued, then a verbal argument started. As the dispute escalated, Calvin allegedly choked both naked women and then threw them out of the residence. After being read his rights, Calvin claimed the women, quote, wanted to have sex with him, but he didn't want to. 
prompting them to attack him. Calvin, though, was arrested on felony and misdemeanor battery charges. Now, I absolutely do not believe this guy at all, mainly because no man in his right mind would decline a threesome. <laughs> of course, I really feel so bad for these poor women who just wanted to have a threesome. I mean, if anyone has their contact info, just message the podcast, you know, so we can get a sympathy card sent out to them, right? I mean, just forget Thanksgiving. These lovely ladies were celebrating Skanksgiving. Or how about this? A 14-year-old Omaha boy was clocked at driving 125 miles an hour while trying to evade a Nebraska State Patrol trooper in Omaha. Now, this pursuit started at about 9.10 in the evening when a trooper spotted a Nissan Altima traveling at 100 miles an hour, and the driver refused to pull over for a traffic stop and even accelerated. The trooper reported that the Nissan was weaving through traffic, reaching speeds of up to 125 miles an hour, according to the spokesman. The Nissan, after the Nissan then exited I-680, it headed west. The troopers had to perform a tactical intervention that brought the vehicle to a stop. The driver was taken into custody and booked into the Douglas County Youth Center. He was arrested on suspicion of felony flight to avoid arrest, felony willful reckless driving, operating a vehicle without a license, and a bunch of other traffic violations. What the heck was a 14-year-old kid doing driving that fast? He must have gotten the uh, my parents are at home text from his girlfriend or something. I don't know. I mean, also, this kid had to know you can't drive without a license. I mean, come on. Everybody knows the only thing you can do with no license is vote. And what about this story? Deputies arrest a Florida woman at a Motel 6 on charges of drug possession and counterfeiting the U.S. currency. Now, according to the Hernando County Sheriff's Department, the HCSO Facebook page, Hernando County deputies were investigating a report of someone stealing money and having a firearm at the motel. A part of the investigation, deputies spoke with Chastity Hatch. She allowed deputies to search her room and admitted to creating counterfeit money prior to their arrival, telling the deputies that some of the money was under the bed. Well, they also found, in plain sight, mind you, several glass pipes commonly used to smoke crystal meth and clear baggies frequently used to store it. Deputies charged her with possession and forgery of counterfeit uh, bills, instruments to forge bills, and possession of drug paraphernalia. Her bills probably look pretty, look good, you know, and pretty real. But I mean, I mean, really, they're phony. They have no value. It's just like everything pass, everything that Congress passes these days. Frankly, you know, I mean, of course, somebody was smoking meth at a Motel Six. Think about that for a minute. You know, they, they should really just change their slogan from we'll leave the light on for you to we'll leave the lighter on the counter for you. And you got to check out this. Employees at a Minnesota library found a very unusual item in their return bin. An 8mm film that was 40 years overdue. Now, Dan Bacagna, the employee at the Duluth Public Library, said he was emptying a return bin and he spotted what he initially thought was a CD audiobook. But upon a closer examination, it was revealed 
it was an eight millimeter movie on a reel. He said, I'd never seen one before. That's what he tells the Duluth News Tribune. The film reel, a copy of the classic silent film, A Trip to the Moon, was accompanied by a post-it note that read, quote, sorry, check this out when I was 14 and we moved. It's 40 years overdue, but better late than never. Another library worker said the library no longer even has the means to test whether the film is even watchable, as the old projection room was long ago transformed into a set of bathrooms. He said the film will likely find a new home in his personal museum on his desk. Can, can you imagine if this guy had to pay the late fees on that? His library card probably would have as much debt as... Uh, what, most Americans' credit cards? I mean, this guy decided to get rid of something old and useless, right? Now, if only America would do the same thing with Nancy Pelosi. And you'll never believe this one. A 20-year-old Ohio man was arrested at a Perkins Township Walmart, according to a police report. Employees at Walmart had asked Colin Tusing to leave because he refused to wear a mask in the store. Now, the report said that the officer explained to Tusing that the issue was that he had been asked to leave and now trespassing because Walmart is considered private property. The officer again told Tusing he had to wear a mask or leave. Well, the officer said Tusing began to walk away and then pulled out brass knuckles. According to the report, the officer stopped Tusing at that time and put him in handcuffs told him he was under arrest for carrying a concealed weapon, and he's also been banned from all Walmarts and Sam's Clubs. <laughs> of course, I'm a little surprised that somebody whipped out brass knuckles. I mean, I, I thought for sure the only time we'd ever see people wearing those in Walmart would be on Black Friday. I mean, even though wearing a mask totally sucks, you just have to put it on and deal with it so you can have some fun. It's kind of like, you know, wearing a condom in that way, you know? Okay, one more. Steuben County Sheriff's deputies arranged a deal with a Quincy, Michigan man to trade a car for a pound and a half of marijuana. Now, the deal went down at a truck stop west of Angola. 39-year-old Andrew Wade Galenis was arrested and initially charged with level six felony dealing in marijuana. Formal charges will be filed by the Steuben County Prosecutor's Office. The Sheriff's Department learned about a query on a vehicle listed for sale online in Steuben County. The promised payment was a pound and a half of marijuana. According to the website priceofweed.com, which collects data from members of the public throughout the nation, the average price of a high-quality marijuana uh, in Indiana was about 330 bucks an ounce. So that would have made the transaction worth about 7,920 bucks. <laughs> yeah, the price for this weed sounds pretty high. Almost as high as the car owner himself. Of course, trading a car for weed is a pretty bold move. But then again, I guess this guy doesn't need to be driving fast when he'll be flying high. <laughs> Okay, well, please don't forget, subscribe and share this podcast with any friends and family that you have because, look, it will improve their IQ one full percentage point. And if you don't mind, 
you know, if you're on Apple uh, Podcasts, rate and review the podcast because it'll entice others to spot check their own stupidity. And now, let me conclude on this passing thought. You know, waving to your neighbor on the street is totally fine. But waving to them through your window is kind of creepy. Of course, we can't do the podcast without a few acknowledgments. What? You think I write all this stuff by myself? Thanks to A-List Comedy, Ad Large Media, Premier Networks, Wise Brother Media, Universal Comedy Network, Pulse of Radio, United Stations Radio Network. Thanks for sticking it out through my stupid world. And if you're feeling a bit crazy, I hope you'll follow me on Facebook or Twitter at Insane Eric Lane. And visit InsaneEricLane.com. And if you're feeling a bit insane and want to make your own podcast, you can do it with Anchor, the easiest way to make a podcast ever. The only platform where you can publish to major podcast outlets like Apple Podcasts and Google Play Music with a single tap of a button on your phone. Whether you're capturing your own voice, taking call-ins from listeners, conducting remote interviews with anyone, or broadcasting full-length songs from Apple Music or Spotify. Available today for iOS and Android, and it's 100% free, entirely mobile, and so easy to use that literally anyone can make a podcast, even me. Find out more at anchor.fm.